Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw, will be leading the charge each week, exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation, and cooperation at home, in the workplace, and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. We are delighted to have you here today. We're going to be talking about the long and short of relationships with today's guest, Dr. Dina Stacer, who's an expert on helping helping parents deal with their children during divorce. And later, Sherry Blair of Sherry Blair Financial Services will be educating us about financial literacy in retirement. So I'm so glad you're with us. Stay tuned because we've got a lot of great things to talk about. We're being brought to you today by Tom Palladino's Scalar Energy Healing. This is an amazing state-of-the-art kind of healing using energy And you can get a free trial, a 15-day free trial of this healing, which heals pathogens, balances chakras, and adds nutrients to the body. It's a pretty amazing, amazing process. The free trial is available if you go to www.freescalar, spelled S-C-A-L-A-R, dot net, freescalar.net. All right. So as most of you know, I'm Paula Shaw. I am an author of these two books, Grief, When Will This Pain Ever End? And Chakras, The Magnificent Seven. Chakras, The Magnificent Seven is kind of a primer on how to keep your energy centers in optimal shape so that they can work with you to go through your everyday experiences in life and help you. And then Grief, When Will This Pain Ever End, is a book for people going through any kind of loss experience. Because let's remember, grief is the normal, natural response to loss. Not just death, but any kind of loss. So we want to remember that just because grief is normal and natural doesn't mean we all easily and normally and naturally know how to deal with it. In fact, today we're talking about divorce. Divorce is an absolute huge producer of grief because there's all kinds of loss involved in divorce, a lot of which we're going to be talking about in just a few moments. I'm also a speaker and a life transitions therapist. So in my work, I'm constantly dealing with people who are going through the often unwelcome upheaval of change and loss. And today, we're talking about divorce. And one of the things that I always like to tell people about loss is that every loss has three parts. So first of all, there's the actual loss. In this case, we're dealing today with divorce. So one of the loss, there's the loss of that, You know, there's the loss you're going through that you will no longer be married. Another part of the loss that we deal with is the loss of circumstance. So now you are no longer a married person, perhaps living in a certain home, part of a certain social group. All of those circumstances change. So there's part two of the loss. And part three is the loss of the hopes and dreams that you began this experience with. You know, we all walk down the aisle with our hearts full of hopes and dreams. And oftentimes, giving up the hopes and dreams, that is one of the hardest parts of the loss. Because our hopes and dreams are perfect. You know, the the marriage might have gotten to the point where there was a lot of fighting and a lot of unhappiness. And so the actual giving up of being married can oftentimes be a relief. But losing those hopes and dreams, that's really tough. 
And today, Dr. Dina Stacer is going to be talking to us about how do we help our children? Because let's remember, the children are losing all three of those things too. They're losing being a family. They're losing the circumstance of living with mom and dad in the same house. And they're losing their hopes and dreams of what their family is supposed to be and was. I know my children went through a divorce with me and and my former husband. And I think it was especially hard on my son, who at the time was about eight, because he thought we had a perfect family because we didn't fight a lot in front of the children. And he just loved his family and he loved his life. And all of that went away in one moment when we said the words, we're going to be getting a divorce. So I have a real heart for what Dr. Dina Stacer does because she helps the parents going through this so they'll know how to help their children in the best ways. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Dina, and then we are going to get a chance to talk with her. She is a published international parenting educator and consultant. In 1997, she launched the High Conflict Intervention Co-Parenting and Parallel Parenting Program. That is a mouthful, Dr. D. (laughs) She has worked with over 8,000 conflictual child custody parents and has mediated over 850 divorce and child custody cases in San Diego. She's been a parenting educator since 1983. In other words, this lady knows her stuff. So, Dr. Dina, thank you so much for being with me here thank this morning. You, Paula. It's been a pleasure to be knowing you for a long time and being Uh-oh. here is just even better. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So, you make the statement, divorce impacts everyone. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's interesting because the other day I talked to someone and they said, you know, I'm still recovering. Well, how long has it been? 25 years. Wow. <laughs> so part of it has to do with people's status, how they felt about themselves, the loss, the economic changes, reinventing who you are. There's mm-hmm. so many things that happen when you go through divorce. Yes. Besides just the normal stuff, you know, the status. I, I'm not married anymore. Mm-hmm. But the economic changes. Mm-hmm. And what happens to the kids in the process when we've got two households sharing money oh, yeah. and there's less to go around and somebody might have to go to work mm-hmm. that wasn't working before. Oh, true. And um, divorce impact, and, and it, it could be a breakup where parents weren't married too, but the children in the relationship really suffer the most because parents have made some decisions. Mm-hmm. Children are the part of it. And so that impacts them in terms of, how they recover. And the, the big thing that I see is parents in conflict. Mm-hmm. One or both of the parents are disengaged from the children mm-hmm. while they're going through the fight. So now the kids are even more impacted because they're raising themselves. They're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's wrong with them. What have they done? There's mm-hmm. just so much to it. And, and I always tell people when I'm working with them in my practice, because <clears throat> I'm often dealing with this same kind of situation, Number one, do not fight in front of the children. And number two, don't put the children in the middle of the fight. I've heard such heinous stories of moms telling their children all these terrible things about their father, especially if the father cheated or something like that, and fathers doing the reverse. What do you do with that? Well, there are two kinds of co-parents. One set of co-parents can actually work together. They may need a little coaching in the beginning about what's best for the kids and how to tell the kids they're breaking up. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they can work together. Why? Because they have in common trust. They trust each other. Mm. Both parents believe the other parent's important in the children's life, and both parents believe that the other parent has best interests. So that's a whole different mindset. The parents that can't, there's there's always distrust. And that's the common element. If people look at it, mm-hmm. parents that can work together trust each other. Parents that can't work together don't. Now, why? Maybe they have a personality disorder. 
maybe they are unwilling or unable, which could impact it. Mm -hmm. And so the conflict you hear about, those awful ones where the parents in revenge, anger, or hurt, yes, those people are the people that come into my class. <laughs> but generally- <laughs> Thank God they're doing that. <laughs> but, gen but basically one of those parents will not often come. It's only one parent, mm -hmm. and that's the parent that's driven to help the kids turn out okay. They just need new tools because the mindset of the courts is you got to learn to get along. Mm -hmm. People in conflict, one of them can't. Uh, one of them can't get along. Mm -hmm. Because maybe personality disorder, lack of trust, anger, personality mm -hmm. style. Maybe they have a character flaw. Maybe can't they have substance the abuse wounding. issues. Or, right, yeah. they're, they're totally focused yeah. on what was done to them. Yeah, and then they become addicted to the conflict. Oh, there's an interesting yeah. perspective. Yeah. That's true. They, they feed on the drama, mm -hmm. right? The drama, and when you think about it, normal emotions are, let's say we're at middle C on the piano. Those uh -huh. are normal emotions. But when we're in conflict, we're at higher a mm -hmm. higher level of vibration. Mm. Now, let's say someone's terrified of being alone. They're being sad. They can't stand um, the idea of being unmarried. That's a really big thing for some people. Mm -hmm. So they keep the drama going because the dip in the emotions is so scary that they don't want to go below that scary line. Mm -hmm. So they'll keep engaged. And they'll come in with a girlfriend, they'll come in with a mom, even uh, the mom of the other parent, mm -hmm. they'll align. So that's, I call that the high conflict triangle. Mm -hmm. But there's so much energy in conflict and the courts really don't know how to deal with it because their mindset is you need to learn to get along. Yes. But if you can't, then you just need different strategies. And that's really what I do is I help those people that want to end the conflict, mm -hmm. but that they're willing and able. That is so huge, and I have a thousand questions I want to ask you about that. <laughs> Let's go for it. But we have to take a break right now, but when we come back, sounds good. I, and I really want to know about what do we do with children's guilt and their sense of responsibility, which I know happens. All right. All right. We'll be right back with Dr. Dina Stacer. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number... For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. Brought to you by Tom Palladino's Scalar Energy Healing. And you can get a free 15-day trial experience with this amazing Scalar Energy Healing if you go to free scalar. S-C-A-L-A-R dot net. This scalar healing is known to kill all sorts of pathogens, to balance chakras, and to increase nutrients that the body really needs to be operating optimally. 
So give it a try. It's absolutely free. Freescaler.net. All right. We're back with Dr. Dina Stacer, who is an expert at teaching parents how to help children effectively when they're going through a divorce. Because we know that this kind of upheaval and this lost experience is extremely challenging and difficult for children. Um, And we have just been talking about the circumstances that can exist between the husband and the wife that make it especially difficult. She was saying, if you just joined us, that when people trust each other, they can work together and co-parent, even with divorce. But when they do not trust each other, or one of them is dysfunctional in some way, it becomes extremely challenging. That's right. And then right in the middle of all of this are these innocent little children whose world just fell apart. And one of the things I know, um, Dr. Dina, because I have worked with some of these children in my own practice because I'm always dealing with life transitions, oftentimes they feel guilty. Why are the children guilty and what do you do to help them? Well, first of all, um, depending on the age of the children Mm -hmm. and their experience, the older children may have seen some fights or something going along and and they may encourage a parent to take the step. But kids feel like it's their fault. Why? One, they don't have the handle as an adult on what happened. Mm -hmm. I remember in particular one child I worked with, she says, my dad wants to know why mom didn't why my mom didn't work on the marriage. So I brought the mom in and I asked the mom, this child was nine, so did you work on the marriage? And mm-hmm. she said, yes, I did, but it was before I decided I couldn't work with dad anymore. And you weren't part of that. Mm-hmm. So part and of you it- you asked this in front of the child? Well, I did. And yeah. No, I think it'd be great for I a did. child to be able to hear yeah. that. Because so one of the problems sometimes is they're getting inaccurate That's information right. from the other parent who's angry or, you know, or whatever. There's a lot of drama. There's mm-hmm. a lot of programming. There's a lot of pain. And so there's a lot of ways that I help parents. A lot of it are scripts. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I do is I call stringing pearls with the children. So getting kids out of that mindset allows parents to focus on being engaged with them. What are the two fears parents have when they go through a divorce? that they're going to their kids are going to be messed up mm-hmm. by the breakup or the other parent right. or that they're going to lose their love. So I promise them, look, uh-huh. I will give you the skills and the strategies as long as it takes to guarantee you will not lose their love and you will not have them be messed up because it only takes one parent in these cases, which is a really big promise, but that's the research. It says if the parent one parent is connected to the children mm-hmm. in a strong healthy bond, the children will learn to be resilient. But that parent has a lot of work to do in a high conflict situation because Mm -hmm. they have to disengage from the conflict, Mm -hmm. they have to calm down, and then they have to use the scripts, the strategies, getting into the children's imagination. And actually, as you ask the question, they have to be able to say to their children the truth in a way that gives them empathy That's the eight steps of empathy. Mm. But they also have to learn what children are feeling. And the other one is children sometimes feel like if they hadn't been born, their parents wouldn't be fighting because they're fighting over money. So that's the other reason why they have guilt. There's a lot of reasons, but Mm -hmm. that's part of it. So do I understand correctly, you're actually giving parents scripts so they have a a clear understanding of what to say to the children. Mm -hmm. Oh, that must be so helpful. Yeah, and you know, the thing is a lot of nice parents get into relationships with difficult people, Mm -hmm. and that's a whole other story. It's called the trust line. Mm -hmm. But um, what happens is the parents feel like they need to learn to co-parent, and the other parent won't, so they're struggling, struggling to get them a co-parent. Instead, what I teach them to do is let's disengage, focus on the child, The courts think you're co-parenting because you're not fighting. Mm -hmm. So that's the absence of conflict is peace, right? right? And then step by step, here's what you can do. Here's what you can say. Here's how you deal with this situation. Here's how you deal with that. A 14-year-old discussion is very different than a four-year-old discussion. Oh, absolutely. So each one gets specific help. But, But helping parents get into the kid's imagination what that does, because kids, when they go to bed at night, if they have something to look forward to with that parent, they mm-hmm. feel like they're going to be with them forever because mm-hmm. kids don't get time. Right. So when they go to bed, if they have something to look forward to tomorrow, they mm-hmm. think they're going to be forever 
with mommy or daddy. Um, and that's a whole system that I have, but it's powerful. And parents in one week when they come back from my class or they do online, they come back and they go, oh my gosh, do you know what happened? And all of a sudden they're completely shifted mm -hmm. in their power again. Wow. Yeah. You know, I don't want to forget to give our audience the information. How do they find you? Um, you do this in-person classes yeah. and online? Yeah, I actually have probably three resources. The first one is in person on Tuesday nights in San Diego. I teach a parenting class called Parents in Conflict. Okay. And that's that long class called the High Conflict Intervention and right. Co-Parenting Parallel Parenting Class. Why I think it covers I, everything. I think I noticed it's only $40 a yeah. week. Is that correct? Yeah. That's incredible. Then I have a 50-hour online and a 12-hour, so people can just get their requirements. But uh -huh. I have as much as 50 hours of content at uh, parentsinconflict.com. And then I have a YouTube station. So that's parentsinconflict.com. And then parentsinconflict.info is the, is if you Google that, you'll go right to my YouTube station. Oh, very So you get good. all that stuff. And then you have videos talking yeah. to them about what to do. Yeah. And, Parentsinconflict.info. Info. So .com are the classes, info is the YouTube, mm -hmm. and then if they want some additional help, they're welcome to call and get some information. So I have an 800 number if you want that. Yes. 800-980-0434. So 800-980-0434. That's my personal 800 number. You can call. You'll get a voicemail. I'll call you back and give you information about the classes. Perfect. And those, all of that information will be in the show notes. Right on changeitupradio.com so you can always go there to get information about any of my guests because i know some of you are driving your cars and it's hard to write, write down. things <laughs> down and <laughs> too much to remember yeah. one thing that i know comes up a lot in divorce is anger for the children mm -hmm. they're angry their world just got blown up what do you do about anger well i'm kind of a smart ass sometimes <laughs> I know that about yeah. you, and I like that about you. So too. what I sometimes do is we'll have a lot of fun with that. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, we got to figure out why are they angry. Yeah, and anger a lot of times has to do with being out of control, so internally, mm -hmm. and parents understanding that, yes. and then coming up with whether they need to go do something physical, whether they need to have some kind of a special like timeout or whatever, mm -hmm. like withstand play if they're little. But again. What I'll use is this whole thing about stringing pearls. And in the process, what it really is, is developing positive anticipation. So kids mm -hmm. have nothing to look forward to. Neither do parents if they have one court date after the other coming up. Mm -hmm. So instead, we give them what I call Fridays at five, something to look forward to. Oh. When they look forward to that, kids then are engaged in something they're going to do with that particular parent when they come to see them. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole transition event. So they have something to look forward to. They plan it in advance. Nice. Then they talk about it. Then when they come, they have step-by-step -step activities. For example, going camping requires a ton of work. Mm -hmm. But we don't just do it all at once. We engage the kids, give them a voice and a vote, have them an opportunity to be making uh, responsible decisions, doing research. And uh. the contrast between a difficult parent and the good parent, if you want to call it that, is the difficult parent often has trouble with empathy they're the difficult impulsive. parent or the mm -hmm. difficult child? Difficult parent. Oh. And this is why kids get angry, because oh. they're caught in the middle. Got it. So the difficult parent has problems with empathy. A lot of times they have problems with telling the truth. They have a problem with mm. not having a conscience. Mm -hmm. They have a problem with integrity. And they have a problem with impulsivity. So what they do is they just throw something at the child or they program them. In the other parents' world, and generally, it's it works pretty well. We have one parent that's more mature mm -hmm. and really wants to help the kids, and we help them string all these pearls, which includes them having to do some things to be earn this thing. So we got responsibility, respect. Mm -hmm. We talk to them with it about integrity. Then we surround them with more people than just a parent because you can't do it alone in the world. Right. So you find <laughs> higher level people to invite into your world. I call it the Parentship Council. Oh, that's So it allows beautiful. parents to go pick beautiful. the right people. And you know what? We've got just one minute left, but I, I have to ask you, is there a way to prepare children for shared custody? Yeah. What do you do? It's actually a short story about two turtles, one in the sand, one in the sun, uh -huh. and they're fighting because they got together and had these babies, and a wise crab comes along. 
mm-hmm. and he says, oh, I have an idea. You're from both of you, so you can live in the water part-time, and you can live in the sand part-time. Uh-huh. And so that story is a great metaphor for kids, even 14-year-olds, as silly mm-hmm. as it is, to get, okay, this is about shared. It's more helping the parents learn how to let go. Yeah. They have the bigger problem. <laughs> I'll bet that's absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah. And again, Dr. Dina Stacer, how do they find you? Because I know our listeners have been as dazzled as I am with all of your (laughs) wisdom and fabulous ideas. So phone number they can get you at? 800-980-0430. And the website? Um, It is, excuse me, I gave my wrong number. Oh, (laughs) oh dear, better correct that. 800-980-0434. Okay. All right. And then uh, my website is parents with an S in conflict. Dot com. Com. Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much for being with You're us. Welcome. This Thank was you. gold. Delightful. Bless you. Thank you. And we'll be right back with Sherry Blair. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about ten minutes. Whoa, hun, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Clune. Clune? Clune Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. (laughs) The guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646-760-805-0646-760-805-0646. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. We are being brought to you by Tom Palladino Scalar Energy Healing. And you can get a free 15-day trial of this amazing energy healing method by going to www.freescalar, spelled S-C-A-L-A-R, dot net freescaler.net and now as promised in studio with me another sponsor of this show sherry blair of sherry blair financial services and let me tell you just a little bit about her before we get started chatting with her she has been serving and empowering women business owners and families with financial services for over 24 years You'd never believe it to look at her. She started when she was six. (laughs) Her journey in the business world began managing real estate portfolios and quickly evolved into an asset management position. From there, she became a commercial real estate broker, facilitating property sales across Southern California. Then she joined MetLife Financial Services in 1994, where she soon realized she had a passion for helping women. And that's one of the things we love the most about her. This passion drove her to creating and presenting 
empowering informational seminars and workshops to educate, support, and inspire women financially. And I know because I have been to one of those workshops and it was amazing and great fun and an absolutely fabulous afternoon. She will be doing one of those again and we will be sure and let you know when that's coming up. Most recently, she started her own business, Sherry Blair Financial Services. And I think that the cornerstone of that and all that she does is that she believes that client relationships must be steeped in trust. And this is a lady that can be trusted. So without any further ado, welcome Sherry Blair. Well, hello, Paula. <laughs> so good to have you back again. Oh, I always love to be here with you, Paula. <laughs> so a lot of you who follow the show know that Sherry and I have been talking a lot about financial literacy in retirement. And the short story of how that began was that I found a test online called the Financial Literacy Gender Differences Assessment or something of that nature. That's right. And I took the test and I failed it badly. And so Sherry, who is a financial consultant, and I were talking about that. Why did I fail it so badly? And is it common that women, especially women of retirement age, are not really financially literate? They don't right. really know the wise ways to deal with their money. They don't really know how to make it last. That's what Sherry's all about, teaching people. So Sherry, we, we were talking also about the impact of a long-term relationship on financial literacy. Right, we were. So yes, let's we were. share Last with time. our listeners a bit about that. Right, right. Um, yes, we talked about why your long-term relationship could be harming your financial literacy. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And, you know, the whole show has been discussing divorce. I know, so, I think that's interesting. You know, now it's kind of funny that we're sort of saying, okay, if you don't get a divorce, you may be in trouble in another area here, your financial literacy. But we're going to learn how you can keep your marriage together and still be financially literate. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so we, we know that long-term relationships, Paula, come with lots of advantages. Yes. And it also could, could it also be that they may be harming you financially, your literacy? Is that possible? It doesn't seem to make sense because you'd think you'd be more stable. Now there's two people looking at the money. And right. So what's the downside? Well, the Journal of Consumer Research points out how the uneven distribution of responsibility for financial decisions and knowledge among couples in committed relationships can be set, can, uh, set an individual partnership in diverging paths. Okay, so so explain a little bit more about that. So is that are you, what you're saying that normally, like traditionally we know, the man's supposed to manage the money? That's how it was done in a lot of our parents' and homes. Absolutely. Right? My parent, our parents, and I think for myself and mm -hmm. you that we've talked about yeah. that, and actually a lot of my clients, mm -hmm. a lot of my clients, that, that is so, yeah. So yeah, we have discussed these uh, this topic before, mm -hmm. and I think it's important to address because I believe it can harm financial literacy as I see this with clients and people all the time. Uh, and we know it's very important for all of us to be independently and collectively financially literate. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. you're saying, ladies, don't let your man just do it all and not be informed about what's going on. That's Is right. That right. That's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know. Your daughter, my son, mm -hmm. you know, the younger generation, that, you know, they're not, you know, they're not our age. They haven't gone through all these things. Right. So they need to start right now. Start. If they what? haven't already. They need to start um, speaking about finances with their partners, oh, oh. Uh, making it more of an equal, um, you know, put some equality in that. If one, I like to say that there's a household CFO. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there's one that's a non-household CFO. <laughs> so the it's the it's the household CFO's responsibility to bring along the non-household CFO. So let oh, me okay. talk about this. Yeah. So what happens when a couple gets when they get together? One partner takes on the household financial res responsibilities, the task, and the other focuses on other responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Usually in a marriage, isn't that right? right? Okay. Right. So which um, 
and ha- as the relationship progresses, the partner who has taken on the role of what is called the household CFO that I, I just and when, shared. And if we were looking at men and women, traditionally, is that the woman? The, the, the household uh, CFO? Traditionally, the household CFO would be the man if they're taking care of the oh, financial matters. Oh, okay. Got it. So if they're taking care of the financial matters, that's the household. CFO's uh, chief financial officer. Yep. I, okay. I knew that part, but I wasn't sure who was the household and who was the outside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, the, so in the role of, of what we call the household CFO, that inc- they increase their level of financial literacy as the years go on. Mm-hmm. Think about it. So if you're handling the finances and you're reading about it, you're maybe talking to an advisor, you're um, uh, watching, you know, your money, the market, the, you know, your budgeting, your, you know, mm-hmm. even if you discuss those things with your spouse or your partner, the idea that you're getting more exposure, you're becoming more right. informed, right. you're educating yourself, um, the mm-hmm. financial matters become the one, the partner that's not managing the financial matters may become stagnant. Sure. And even decline in financial competence. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially as we're getting older, if we're not reading something or talking about it a lot, we don't think about it, it goes away, right? Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So I know that I saw this in my own family with my mother. Mm-hmm. And because my father just so naturally handled the finance, he was the businessman, he was a money man, all these things. You know, my mother, obviously, it was just her way. She'd always seen that. She gave that power to my father. Yes. And as the years go by, it wasn't that she wasn't intelligent or she didn't have the ability. Mm-hmm. It was just that he was the one that took all the control. And so the financial, uh, made all the financial decisions, took the control. This, and it just kind of left her behind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, the longer the relationship, I see it that the longer the relationship lasts, the greater the financially financial illiteracy, illiterate between the, mm-hmm. you know, illiteracy between the partners. It grows, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think what happens for a lot of women, because they already have their hands so full, even when the children grow up, you still got to keep in touch with them. You may have grandchildren you're taking care of. You know, there's a lot of pieces. So a lot of them just go, phew, don't have to worry about that. He's handling that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not, yeah, it's not like uh, they're bad or, you know, they, they, you know, they don't have the intelligence or no. they, whatever. It's, it's an just, easy trap to fall yeah. into. And it's and but I, you're it's, saying don't let it happen. Don't let it happen because <laughs> just because our you know our parents or their parents or the ancestors have and it's always been that way doesn't mean today it's the way to be anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, Austin Ward, who did a who was uh, did a study at University of Texas at at Austin, or uh, not Austin Ward, Adrian Ward. I'm sorry. He says, one of the most interesting findings is that on average, at the beginning of a relationship, the two partners are about the same in terms of financial literacy. Wow. However, over time, one partner gets better and the other one doesn't, and they might actually even get worse. That makes total sense, you know, from the way that life just goes. Right, right, right? which is exactly what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's easy and you're not, you know, like, I know we've talked about this on other shows of, of yours that... You know, you're busy and, and you've been taking care of the kids all day and he's been out, you know, out working and he comes home and you're not going to really, that's not the greatest time to sit down and talk about no, the finance. for sure. <laughs> and you're not going to fight him to get to write the checks and pay the bills because you're already exhausted. Yeah. Right? So if he'll do it, you just go, thank you, God. And you just let him do it. Right, right. But I see what you're saying and there's this sort of erosion that starts happening to your financial knowledge you're not involved in it you think that that's just one job you don't have to worry about so what so why this could be a problem problematic is when the relationship ends mm-hmm. or the household oh, cfo dies yes. or becomes incapacitated yes. which will leave the non-cfo with the financial skill, skills necessary to thrive mm. so and then they're financially they can be financially or uh liter, you know financial literacy at not have that and it could be devastating for them right now they're in trouble and i bet that's a lot of the women you see right right so like let's say after a let's say if you go through a let's say that we will talk about that when we come back from the break because this is super important absolutely and and we've only got a short moment here and i think we need a longer time to discuss those women whose husbands die or they get divorced and now they have to figure out what to do about the finances 
So Sherry Blair will be telling us what to do when we come back from this break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Jack Gutman survived World War II and then returned home to the hardest fight of his life with PTSD and alcoholism. Now at age 93, he's a businessman and comedian, sharing his message of recovery and hope in his new book, One Veteran's Journey to Heal the Wounds of War. Helping our heroes and anyone who has experienced PTSD find happiness again. Get Jack Gutman's new book, One Veteran's Journey to Heal the Wounds of War, at Amazon.com. Or to order a signed copy, call 714-525-4954. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. We are being brought to you today by Tom Palladino Scalar Energy Healing. This is a state-of-the-art healing method using energy, and you can experience a 15-day free trial by going to freescalar.net. That's F-R-E-E-S-C-A-L-A-R.net. And with me in studio right now is Sherry Blair, another sponsor of this show, Sherry Blair of Sherry Blair Financial Services. And if you're just joining us, we have been talking about actually the danger of a long-term relationship when it comes to financial literacy. Sherry's been explaining how sometimes when one partner sort of is taking that job of handling the family finances, the other one, their knowledge starts to wane. They They are not up to speed with what's going on with the family money. And then if they lose that spouse that's been handling it, they're in a very tough place. Right, right. Whether it's death, divorce, or what might happen, now suddenly they have to become the family CFO, and they haven't got the skills or the experiential base. That's right, that's right. So So, what do we do, Sherry? So, you know, what we're talking about is to catch up on several decades, maybe, Mm -hmm. in some cases, of money know-how. Wow. That's a big job, I would imagine. Right. I mean, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So after, you know, and after, let's say, a painful divorce or a death of a partner or a loved one, mm-hmm. uh, as you were saying, that's not the ideal time to start your financial education. Right. <laughs> no, because now you're under fire, right? You're under the gun and you got to figure out what to do. Of course, one of the things I would tell somebody in that situation is, Call Sherry Blair because you love women and you're all about helping them know what to do with their money and how to make it last. But should they not have you? What are some tips we can give them right, for what to right. do? Well, I think, I think it's important to, like you were saying, in getting to those tips, like obviously if we're grieving, you know, I mean, that just... Mm, and, we're and in a we, tough emotional situation. Yeah, that's mm. just going to speed up this this crisis that you're in yeah and it's you know so if you're noticing so if you're noticing imbalance in your relationship about money what Mm -hmm. what can you do as you're saying Mm -hmm. um of course it's useful to delegate tasks Mm -hmm. and responsibilities in a relationship we know that we've talked about that so both people are involved yes but Mm -hmm. i mean in just in general not just financial but all sorts you know all the household the family yeah Mm -hmm. the task and the responsibilities but, you know, depending on your skills, like someone's skills or their interests or their workload, um, we need to, you know, how can you make sure that both are able to make good financial decisions? Well, I have, like you said, I have some tips I want to share. Yes, please to do. all of you out there. So I have three tips to, uh, just to take a look at this. And one is to make financial goals together. Oh, that's good. Okay. Make the financial goals together. Yes. So, and even maybe write them down, right? To make absolutely, it more concrete. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's important to start as early. Like I'm, I was saying, your daughters, my, uh, your son, my son. Mm-hmm. It's important to start early when you're in a committed relationship. Yeah. It really is. Um, it's, so you can start planning your short-term, your long-term goals, 
and making financial decisions together. Mm -hmm. And if you start a habit of collaborating, okay, uh, on money decisions and matters early in your relationship before the financial literacy gap mm -hmm. starts to widen ah. and talk about these decisions and share money tasks, this will help that. This is obviously will help that. Right. Improve. So tip number one, share the goals, create them together. What's number two? Well, I, on number one, I just want to also say gave, give the non-CFO some ownership over their financial path. I, that's very important okay. as a couple because it will empower you to, to participate as a financial decision maker. Okay. And it's important to both parties to do that. Yes, you, know? you should be sharing these yeah. decisions. Okay. So number two would be bring in an extra suit at the table. What does that mean? Okay, so that could be, that's a couple different things. So if you're seeing a financial advisor, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, before, you know, you get, you're going to get married, but before you get married, you know, you've already ha developed a relationship with an advisor or a planner or so on mm -hmm. and so forth, and then you're making the steps to get married. Well, it's important for you to bring your partner, your spouse in to that financial advisor, okay? Oh, I see. So make sure that the non-CFO can come to those appointments and encourage your partner to get uh, involved by asking questions. Okay. But you can even take it further. So there's financial advisors, there's uh, there's uh, consultants. Like um, let's say if you're having like you had a, a you had a therapist on here talking about divorce. So let's say you are having some issues mm -hmm. with money matters and so on and so forth. There are financial uh, psychologists out there mm -hmm. that you can go to mm -hmm. to discuss you know, some of these, or these issues you're having. And uh, it's, it's you know, it, even if it's based around finances, sometimes you find it goes into other areas and it's deeper, right. but at least that will start cracking cracking the egg open. So that's like mm -hmm. bringing somebody else to the table. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and remember that no question is stupid. And I'm speaking to the non-CFO family <laughs> or the partnership. No question is stupid. So because you share your voice and you have a seat at the table, that's powerful. It's very important to gain familiar, familiarity with your fi financial uh, matters. And at these meetings, you can help do that. And it can help for a smooth transition if the household C CFO is no longer around, mm -hmm. right? If he's, you know, if he's, if he or she has passed or become incapacitated, I talked about it earlier. Or even think about this. What if, what if the financial illiterate partner needs to find their own financial advisor sometime. Mm. That means there's yeah. been a divorce or something, right? Right, right. So if, true, the more you know, thing. right? Obviously. So that's number two. Number three, I'd say talk about money. That's the third tip. You mm -hmm. need to have regular money conversations with your spouse, with your partner. That's huge. And I know a lot of people do that, but only when there's a an issue, a problem, and then it's an angry conversation. Right. So you're saying like this should be like a weekly conversation, a calm conversation right. about the money. Yes, and there's many ways that one can do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I really like, uh, and I've talked about her, Kathleen Kingsbury. Yes, show them her book. Um, she, her latest book is Breaking Money Silence. It's all about not being silent about money or financial matters. So, uh, and she's going to be on our show later on in August. Yes, she is. She's coming on the show. We're That's really very uh, excited about that. Yes, we are excited. Yes, but you are. have have mentioned. In fact, you've even read me some quotes from yeah, Kathleen's I book, I and I love that. Not only does she encourage the couple to speak to each other, like you were just saying, Sherry, but also parents talking to children about Absolutely. the family money too, which in a lot of families is verboten. That never happens, Absolutely. you know. The I children are not supposed to have anything to do with the family money. But I love that she says, no, this is their family. It's part of what the, is theirs also. And also, uh, they're growing up, mm -hmm. and they need to know on their own, and there's, they need to be modeled financial literacy, right? Mm -hmm. So for your daughter, son, my son, you know, if they could be modeling, you know, if they have children someday or married and have children, mm -hmm. if they could model financial literacy in the beginning with their mate and partner to their children, imagine how mm. different it would be. And that's, you know, and that's what uh, Kathleen addresses a yes. lot in her breaking this money silence. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, like I said, it's, 
you know, this way you can ensure that you are on the same, both of you are on the same page. Yes. Because we talked about that. And yeah, you don't want to assume that. You want to know that. For right, sure. right. And, and so the, you have a better understanding of the broader strokes of what's going on in your financial mm-hmm. life. So, you know, and like I said, uh, Kathleen Kingsbury addresses in her book, uh, this book, uh, Breaking Money Silence, the very way to go about having these conversations. Like you said, you know, if you have a conversation and all of a sudden, or, you know, there's a lot of tension mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, uh, things blow up and yeah. then you're arguing about finances and that's no way. And then you, that's mm-hmm. always, if that's kind of becomes a pattern. I know it yeah. was in my family when I grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw my parents go through this and it's like, ah, you know, yeah. and we certainly don't want to model that even no. if we have to our children, but you know, our children don't want to model to their children. Right. And we can change. And we can I, change. I love this idea that you're presenting that from the beginning, the woman is an equal partner right, with the finances. Because I think a lot of these fights you describe happened when men felt their toes were being stepped on, you know, or that somebody didn't trust the way they were handling things and that they would that would feel like a personal affront rather than just somebody wanting to understand the whole thing better. Exactly, exactly. And if from the beginning they do it the way you've described, that's never going to happen because it just never was his job, her job, or her job, his whatever, you know. Everybody shared. I suggest to my clients, couples, that they sit down once a week and have a State of the Union talk. <laughs> and I love the idea now of incorporating the finances in that State of the absolutely, Union talk. Absolutely. And Jack Canfield suggests that the talk starts like this. On a zero to 10, how would you rate our relationship this week? And then they tell you what it is. And then you ask them why, peacefully and calmly. So Sherry, we are just about out of time. Let's tell these people how they can reach you and about your gift if they contact you. Yes, yes. Um, Yes, you can reach me at 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Or you can go to SherryBlairFinancialServices.com. That's Sherry, C-H-E-R-I, Blair. B-L-A-I-R, uh, financialservices.com. And if you'd like to have a chat or reach out to me, I'm happy to share um, a complimentary free book that um, it's all about empowering today's woman. So, you know, give me a call, get in touch, to me, touch with me, and we'll make sure that you're taken care of. Thank you, Sherry, and thank you so much for all this great information you shared today. Thank you to our listeners, and remember that you can hear us here in San Diego on AM 1170, The Answer, on Sunday evenings at 9 o'clock. We're on all the major podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio. And if you can't remember where to find us, just ask Alexa. And please check out our Change It Up Radio Facebook page and our Change It Up Radio Instagram page. And like us and subscribe and do all that stuff people do. (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for being with us we'll see you next week thanks bye Bye -bye. cherry blair is registered with and securities are offered through brokers international financial services llc member sipc brokers international financial services llc is not an affiliated company california license number 0b42369 thanks for listening to change it up with live transitions expert speaker and best-selling author paula shaw Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Change, change.